Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. Radio show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we'll talk about Emory University and some issues they have with chalk, and get into a couple of other current event or relationship topics. But before I do all of that, let me explain to you how this show works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 584 starts right after a word from Friends of the Show. This wild thing. And you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about The Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. Thanks to thecrystalshow.com for always being a friend of the Talk to Q radio show. To the phone lines I go, 347-202-0215. To the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. What's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you doing? Doing Fantastic. All right. Well, from the Motor City of Detroit, I welcome on the show hostess, the show legend, the do-it-all, Crystal Hickerson. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Q. How are you? I'm doing well. You're such a show-off. You just do everything. And she does it well. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, she does. All right. Let's go ahead and get into a couple of topics. Um, I also want to encourage my listeners to check um, the archives and listen to an interview I did with a young lady by the name of Morgan McCain. She started a campaign to get guys to pull up their pants, you know, stop sagging. And um, so be sure to go to TalkToQ.com, check the archives, and take a listen to that interview I had with her wonderful young lady, amazing parents. All right. And so I want to talk about Emory University. And first of all, anyone familiar with Emory University and where it's located or No. I'm not a hundred percent sure of where where it is. And um I'll go I've heard that. of it before. Yeah. I've heard of it, just don't know where it is. Yeah, so anyway, I mean nothing that Google can't fix. And it's located in DeKalb <laughs> County, Georgia. So it's in the south. An enrollment of 14,000, almost 15,000 people, $6.6 billion endowment. My goodness. All right, so Emory's pretty popular. Uh, Someone wrote on the campus, uh, all over the campus in different areas, in chalk, something that said Trump 2016, or just the name Trump, or Trump 16. Okay, 
Now, you know, campuses are where you're supposed to have free speech and all that other stuff, but this was met from a different type of reaction. There are some people who said that it made them feel unsafe to see Trump 2016 on campus in chalk. That, uh, I mean, there were some, like 40 or 50 students that responded to this that said they no longer feel safe on campus. Crystal, what do you think about this? Is this the reaction you would have expected? And now that you know the reaction, do you think they have some validity to what they're saying, that they feel unsafe because someone on campus supports Donald Trump? Well, um, I mean, I can't speak for how they feel, but I just I just think it's kind of interesting that they would take it to this next level. But the thing about it is is that his campaign has sparked the interest of a certain type or segment of the Republican Party that usually is not that savory. And so that's why there's fights every time, you know, uh, he has a rally and he seems to like that or something. But he is um, kind of speaking to a certain segment and I think that's what these kids are or people are talking about. They may feel or may even have an idea and know very well who or, you know, what group of people would actually put that up there. And um, and they probably do feel unsafe because they're probably not exactly the the best kids on campus. And so, I mean, the, the people who seem to are really strong about Trump mm-hmm. are, are, you know, I mean, they're very um, volatile um, they are, like I said, a, a segment of the Republican Party that are not liked. Um, and the Republican Party um, created a monster or a, a, let a monster out of its box, you know, kind of a thing. And and now they're pretty upset about it, but there's nothing they can do now. You know, you've awoken you know, a part of who you are. <laughs> and now it's out there. And, the only, and I think... The thing about Trump that makes him so dangerous is that he is like he's like the opposite in reality of of who his followers are uh-huh. the complete opposite, but he has awakened something inside of them and um or something that was already there, but now they seem to have a voice, and their voice is is behind you know um trump and he um you know, these these are the segments who are very racist or they feel um, – some of them don't even consider themselves racist. They consider themselves, you know, patriots of America, which is, mm-hmm. is actually very close to racism, but a lot of them don't like to be called racist. So, um, so yeah, so, yeah, I can see why they would feel a little bit uneasy about the fact that this person decided to put it all over you know, the campus as opposed to just maybe in one site, one segment, because they know probably where it's coming from and the anger and who it's huh. directed to. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. And uh, Buck, how do you feel, man? How do you feel about the reaction that people say they don't feel safe uh, knowing that, you know, because of something written in chalk all over the college campus? Well, you got to look at the, the context context in which it is. And, I mean, Crystal summed it up very eloquently. 
the thing is, is that Trump um, is using those kinds of tactics to, you know, to get attention. Okay, Trump is probably one of the most ignorant um, candidates I've ever seen because you, if you date back, any of the stuff that he, you know, any of the stuff that he's doing right now in his uh, campaign, he's already talked about many years earlier. Um, and like Crystal said, you know, he is opposite of what he's actually saying. Um, but he's getting, you know, you know, he says he loves all the, you know, the low income and, you know, no educated people. And, you know, that's who he's targeting in his campaign. Yet, you know, anybody that's got any common ass sense will, you know, you know, look at his campaign and see it's nothing but a big joke. But the fact that he, you know, he's causing so much controversy and not, you know, not, um, you know, if you, you're running in a campaign and you don't denounce certain things or, you know, don't, you know, you should, you know, you don't outright say certain things and obviously you guys not. And, you know, he's got, the, he's got those followers, you know, those, those type of followers. All it is is adding gasoline to fire. And, you know, his whole campaign has been like that. He's trying to blame it on other candidates when it's his campaign that's, you know, out out there, you know, causing all the the drama and all the, you know, all the scare tactics, so to speak. And he's out there, you know, and now, you know, some clown on campus decided to write this down, knowing what kind of effect that it would draw. So naturally, I mean, if you're fighting in the camp, if you're fighting, fighting at the rallies and, the, you know, at all the functions that he's doing, then naturally... I would feel scared if somebody wrote it all over my school, you know, all over my, you know, son's campus. I mean, I, it, it has validity. So it's just, it's unfortunate that he's running the campaign this way, but, you know, it, you know, he's just, uh, you know, that's just the way he is. You know, he, he's getting the attention of people that are just not very smart and they're backing him and, you know, hopefully, they, hopefully this runaway train will soon stop. Uh, well, you know, college uh, was once a place for free speech, and now it appears that it's frowned against. Uh, there was a there's a comedian named Mike Yard who got banned from a university in North Carolina. I'm not sure which school it was. He didn't reveal it because he asked uh, an audience, which was you know black and white, why they had a white girl. As president of the black, uh, what was the joke he made? I don't know. But anyway, he's a comedian. He made a joke about it, and after the show, they told him he was no longer welcome to come back on campus. And so, even in the even when it comes to comedians, they have to watch what they say on college campuses. Crystal, when do you think this transition took place? Because when you think back to the '60s, um, free speech was embraced in colleges and universities across the country. Not so much now. I don't think that it's um, a transition. I mean, that would depend on what university you're at. I mean, if you're at somewhere like um, Columbia, uh, Berkeley, uh, you know, different, you know, more liberal colleges or, or, um, you know, different types of, of universities that are known for that kind of thing. But, um, 
UCLA, you know, I mean, just different universities. But and there are some universities in some areas who don't feel that you can say whatever you want to say. Um, I wouldn't, I am not surprised that a, a university in North Carolina would would be one who would even, um, who would ban someone in some other universities, uh, maybe some private ones or even ones that are not, depending on the area that they're in. So I don't think that it's a transition at all. I just think that it's just depending on where you are in that, in that particular population. Okay, interesting. Buck, what do you think? Free speech, um, you think free speech is still something that's welcome on college campuses, or you think that um, it's starting to change a little bit since colleges are becoming a more of a brand these days than a learning institution, that maybe they want to protect their brand, protect their brand by censoring what people actually <clears throat> say on campus? I think, I think, you know, we're starting to see a transition. And the reason why we're seeing this transition is too many people are, are offended by the things that people say. Um, I think everybody has a right to free speech. But the type of speech that's being spoken is just is just something that, you know, people just don't want to hear anymore because, you know, it's not – when people say things now, it's it's not politically correct. <coughs> Excuse me. Or, you know, and it's just – it's sad, really, um, especially on college campuses. I mean, this is a time of life where you're starting to become an adult, start to learn different things, spices a variety of life. And, you know, now on these college campuses, it's just not accepted. Okay. And it does appear to be that way. And... Well, let me ask this. I kind of want to transition to another topic, but I guess it can deal with what we once considered free speech. And, Crystal, I'll go back to you. Um, Crystal, we have so many different opinions across the world, across this country and the world, that it doesn't make any sense. But social media allows us to express our opinions now. Uh, Why do you think that for some people – and I swear, I want to say, I don't want to say a majority of people, but it just seems like a majority because these people stand out. Why is it that some people feel like they have to be a jerk to disagree with you? Why do you think that when it comes to social media especially, it's so difficult for some people to calmly debate you with certain arg- with a certain argument using facts as opposed to some of the ridiculous back and forths that we see in social media at times? Well, I mean, I just think that um, with social media, um, blogs, things like that, that people tend to, they feel like they're anonymous, uh, even though they're speaking and you have you could, you have your, their email or whatever, but they they have a, like a, a wall between themselves and you and the world. So they like they're talking into a void of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, and that the world around them that they see is the real world and the and the world that they're talking on is just them venting to a void that talks back. So they feel that they can say and do whatever they want because, you know, they are invincible. They are another person or whatever. So I just, I, I think that's why people are, they're, they're showing their true colors. 
so they're able to to say the things that they can't say in their quote unquote real life at work when they have to humble to their boss or whatever, or that they have to humble to their um, spouse or whatever. I mean, you know, they have they have to play a certain role, but on social media, on the internet, or whatever, they can say and be who they really are and finally let it out. And so that's how they do it. So you think what you get on social media is the person's true feelings and who they really, I guess they're truly representing, I guess. Um, yes, that's who they really are. Um, I think you meet, the people you meet in real life, um, quote unquote, <laughs> is hmm. is not the not who they really are. They're, it depends on where you're meeting them and what context and you know and all these things. I mean, just just generally, you can take like if you meet somebody in a work relationship, you're not meeting them. You're meeting that title, or you're meeting you know whatever they're representing at that moment. That's why when people go home, you know they take off their suit or they take off whatever, and then they become who they really are. Um, so, yeah, I think if you want to really know somebody, then you need to look at their web stuff, you know, or whatever their, you know, blogs or whatever they're talking about or where, you know, even the the ones who are, you know, they call them, they kind of just troll around. I mean, that's who they really are. It's It's not, it's only anonymous on the fact that they feel that now that no one can see me, it's like I'm invisible. No one can see me, so I can do what I want to do. I'm, in, you know, like I said, I'm invincible. I have this power. So they get to really be who they are. So, yeah, take them at their word. Hmm. And, Buck, how do you feel about it, man? Um, have you had incidents where you've argued with people on Facebook and the arguments have gotten out of control or have you, something you've seen yourself? And why do you think that is? I don't have those kind of arguments on Facebook. I had I hadn't run into that simply because I mean I don't troll Facebook and, and Twitter and those places um, on a consistent basis, not on a daily basis. Um, I've seen you know other people get involved where they argue and and say stupid things on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, my niece is a prime example of it. Um, she posts some of the she's posted some stuff that's so stupid that I actually had to take her off of my Facebook page. Um, because, you know, the, what I can, the people that I have on my Facebook page, you know, are a reflection of me. So I don't want to put somebody on my Facebook page that, or Twitter or, you know, or any, any, any social media site that, you know, that ruins my reputation. I deal with a lot of, you know, high end people. And, you know, my thing is, you know, I want my site to reflect, you know, if I'm going to hang out with high-end people and people, you know, entrepreneurs and those types of people, then I need to have quality people on my on my um, on on social media, because that you know that comes back to haunt you if you you know if something you know is, you know said or you get in a stupid argument with somebody or something like that. Social media is supposed to be used, at, you know, wisely. It's not used for 95% of the stuff that people use it for. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, it's an outlet for certain things. But, you know, you got to be smart about what you say. I mean, because everything is scrutinized now. I mean, there's, there's cell phones, you know, cell phone cameras everywhere. So if you do something stupid, you know, you might be on, you, you might, you know, you're subject to being 
on you know social media or somewhat something like that or somebody saying something bad about you or something like that. So you know it can be a it can be a plus or or it can be a positive or negative depending on how you use social media. But for me personally, I don't have those types of issues because I just don't you know I don't put my personal business out on the street. I just don't do it. So relationships, all that kind of stuff. That is supposed to be behind closed doors. It's not supposed to be social media for everybody to express themselves and all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff, you know, I don't, I don't get involved in all that. So I don't have those issues. Okay. Personal business don't be then this not on is this my personal business just ain't out there. I know when I first started on Facebook, which I think was back around two thousand eight, maybe while I was preparing for a high school class reunion. And I got involved so I can keep up with information there. And when I first got on it, I used to love to de- debate. I thought Facebook was the premier place to debate. And, you know, debating sports, politics, things of that nature. And it was cool. But then um, I-, I guess things just took a turn for the worst. And like, like Crystal mentioned earlier, people feel like they have this this shroud of anonymity that they really don't have. And people just started posting things that were just like personal attacks, you know, just saying things that kind of got away from what was being discussed and became more of just a, you know, verbal assault, so to speak. I had two friends on Twitter who these two people that I knew personally who ended up having a fallout, they unfollowed each other on on Twitter and unfollowed each other in real life, I guess you can say, over um, an argument over Maroon 5. And as stupid as it sounds, I mean, they were arguing that, you know, this group is better, this group is better, and then one girl just made it personal and started talking about the, the woman's taste in music, and it just got ugly from there. And I'm reading the timeline like, man, what in the world is going on? But that's kind of what happens these days. And you see it on some of the news shows that we watch where they have the talking heads on there and they go at each other and it gets really ugly. And we've seen it in our debates, especially in the GOP debate uh, with the Republicans. They go at each other and it gets ugly and it doesn't make any sense because it's like all you have to do is disagree and give the reasons why you disagree. But instead, you know, Ted Cruz and, and Donald Trump are talking about each other's wives now, you know. And, and I mean, so it's these things get personal when they don't have to be. And I don't understand why people feel like you have to be a jerk in order to disagree with someone. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back with a little more show and the closing. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net. You're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. is the number. Uh, here in Mississippi, our governor, Bill Bryant, has declared April to be Confederate Heritage Month. 
Okay, um, he chose the month of April because it's the month in which the Confederate States began and ended a four-year struggle, quote-unquote. And it also pointed to the celebration of Confederate Memorial Day on April 25th, something I didn't know existed, something that's used to recognize those who served in the Confederacy. Uh, Buck, I'll start with you. You're Mississippi born and raised. How do you feel about a Confederate Heritage Month to celebrate Mississippi's proud history of owning slaves and other things that came with the Confederacy? <laughs> well, we knew this was coming. Um, and simply, I mean, simply put, I mean, this is something, I mean, people, I've heard the argument before. Uh, I left Mississippi. I heard it since I've left Mississippi. Um, simply because, you know, the Confederate, you know, people that, you know, celebrate that, um, they say, well, if blacks can have a his, Black History Month, why can't we have a Confederate History, you know, Confederate History Month? And a lot of the people that are saying that, they, you know, they say it's heritage, not hate, you know, that kind of thing. And, I mean, this is something that's probably been pushed behind the scenes and right out in the open for, for hundreds of years. Um, and, you know, in our age of political correctness, um, you know, I think people, this is not, Mississippi is not the only state that wants to do this, uh, probably Georgia. Alabama, Louisiana, all these states want to do it, but you know, in the, in the age of politi- political correctness, probably every state that's in the Confederacy in the South wants to do it. It's just that nobody has stepped up to the plate. But I kind of figured Mississippi would probably be the first one to do it, and, <laughs> and by, by God, they've done it. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, look, you got you to gotta take this as a grain of salt. I know, I mean, I'm black. I don't really give a shit whether you celebrate, uh, you know, Confederate History Month or not. I don't have a problem with the rebel flag. I think they, the rebel flag shit is really kind of gone, you know, overboard when they, you know, you can't even watch the Dukes of Hazzard because they got a damn rebel flag on the General Lee. I mean, I, it's just so, I mean, people take shit too far. And this is where social media, once again, has ruined our great nation with a bunch of bullshit. You know, for me, I mean, if y'all want, if they want to have a Confederate History Month, by good, by all means, go ahead and celebrate, celebrate it. You know, I'll probably get get my rebel flag out and fly for it. You know, just so I can say, I, you know, I could, I got some white in me too. So who, we ain't none of us pure anyway. So I don't know why everybody tripping in the first place. But I think the only reason why there's so much being said about it is simply because Mississippi is the first state to come up with it, and. um Really and truthfully, I mean, at some point, we really got to we really got to move forward. And if everybody lose their damn minds over this, I mean, really, there's there's a whole lot other there's a whole lot more things in in this country that really need fixing. And I mean, I'm quite sure this probably needs to be fixed too. But we really need to try to get you know we need to really look at the middle class and some of the other things that are you know a little bit more challenging than this damn you know celebrating the damn month for the Confederacy. Okay. And Crystal, what's your take on the Confederate Confederate Heritage Month? And also, he announced this in February during Black History Month, which a lot of people think he did it intentionally. He said he could have waited until March, but he, he announced it in February, which I thought was kind of hilarious because I do think 
I personally think that our governors are racist, but that's just my personal opinion. Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, I'd like to say that I remember when it did come out, and I don't, <clears throat> I'm not surprised, excuse me, I'm not surprised at all that, you know, Mississippi would do this because it's Mississippi. Hello. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, well, I, although I don't agree with most of what a Buck said, but I do agree with the fact that if they want to do this, then they, they can do this. You know, I mean, if they want to, um, I mean, because they can say, I mean, I don't agree with a lot, a lot of the things that Texas stands for. Um, and, um, and you know, that's one of the reasons why I would never live there. And, you know, and there are places that I just don't want to live. Mississippi is one of them. I don't even want to visit there. <laughs> and it's just, uh, but it, it is a part of their heritage. And they can leave out the slavery on paper, <laughs> okay, if they want to. But the, the the fact of the matter is, you don't see Germans saying this is National Hitler Month, and we're going to celebrate it because it's it's part of our national heritage to celebrate it, so we can have this month or day or week or whatever the fuck. You're not going to see that happening. You know, you're probably not going to even see it happen in Germany. Okay, so it's. You know, it's the same thing. This was a war that was specifically fought regarding slavery. That's what it was. That that was the purpose of the war to um, bring the country together, as opposed to separating it, which is what was happening, or had actually happened. So, I mean, to say, well, we're not going to say that it's going to be about that. It's going to be about just our heritage. And I get where they're coming from, but. Um, we all know that the hicks that freaking are going to celebrate this are not going to be separating blacks and slavery from their little celebrations. I mean, what are they going to celebrate exactly? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? so, so anyway, it's all going to be mixed in there. So I don't care what they say. It's still going to be there. So they can say whatever the hell they want to say. But if it's they are allowed to do it, which you know, the, governor, the governor has said that he, that's what he wants to do. And if it continues, and I'm sure there will be other states who will join in once they see what happens <laughs> this, this this year and see how it goes, and fine, they can go ahead and do that if that's what they want to do. But if things get a little ugly, well, then they brought it on themselves. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a problem with people celebrating the heritage. However, I don't like how whenever something comes up about black people and slavery and you either want to change the name to the Atlantic Triangle Agreement or whatever that garbage was Texas came up with to change the name for slavery – or you don't want to talk about it. You want to bury it all together. But you want to celebrate your Confederate her- heritage. I don't think you can do both. If you want to celebrate Confederate heritage, so be it. You know, there are a lot of black people who are off on April the 25th. April the 25th is Confederate Memorial Day. 
there are a lot of people black uh, black people who are off on that day. I I guarantee you, not too many of them are gonna volunteer to go to work. Okay, <laughs> so I mean, celebrate whatever you want to celebrate, but it's like, don't don't be a dick about it. You know, then to me, that's what Governor Phil Bryan is doing. He's essentially. It just appears that he wants to throw this in the face of black people like, you got Black History Month, so we're going to essentially have our White History Month. You know, and I mean, that's the way it comes off. Uh, if it's not his intention, then, you know, okay, but I, that's just the way it comes off to a lot of people. You announce something in the middle of Black History Month, it ran on the news ad nauseum, and it says, and he was very proud of it, you know. As if you want to just rub it in the faces of black people that not only are we still flying the flag that so many people over the age of 60 are terrified of, and some younger, but um, we're also going to have an entire month to focus on the fact that y'all were terrorized as people at one point. And um, again, celebrate it, but just don't. Make it such a just put it in everyone's faces the way you do. I think just having the Confederate Heritage Day would have been just fine. But if you want to do a whole month, I'm not going to argue. You know, Black History has a whole month, um, even though y'all got more days than us. But uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> I, I just thought that he was just trying to take shots at people, if you ask me. But okay, we'll get ready to wrap things up tomorrow. Have zone coverage coming back. We'll discuss the Final Four, some NFL, some NBA. And next Tuesday, we'll be back on the air. I'm trying to have a guest next Tuesday to get Erica Parker back on. You all may remember Erica Parker and her sister, who came on twice in 2013, I think, uh, when we had uh, women asking men tough questions, and then we had the men asking women tough questions. So... Probably we'll try to get her on next Tuesday if possible. I don't know about her sister yet. And we'll discuss some relationship topics. But uh, just go to talktoq.com and check the calendar. And I'll try to get it updated, I promise. And you can see what's going on. And you can also sign up for my newsletter where you can definitely keep up with what's happening on T2Q. So we'll go to final thoughts. Uh, Talk about, um, let's see, the Confederate. Um, Heritage Month, if you want to, you can talk about how you don't have to be a jerk to disagree. We can talk about the chalk at Emory, Emory University, any of the above. And Crystal, I'll go ahead and I'll start with you. Your final thoughts. Okay, um, good show. Um, short, but good. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, well, I just like to say regarding. Um, I have nothing else to say about the Confederate flag and their little heritage or whatever. Um, But regarding, you know, people arguing on um, the web or or whatever, I I wanted to make a comment about um, something that what um, Buck had said um, regarding the fact that you, you know, you can't say certain things on the web anymore or you can't because you have certain... um, you know, you have you know, your web is shared like with your coworkers or with people, and, and it's about your reputation and et cetera. And I I agree with that, but it um, it reminded me of something, uh, a reason why I stopped accepting friends 
um, from people that I I separated the real life, my real life, quote unquote, um, from from my web life, um, and mainly, I guess, my job. So I never put on there where I work, um, and accept um, people who I work with as friends or whatever on Facebook anyway, uh-huh. because or or anything really, because of of just that statement that he said. It's like um, I, if if that's the case, then then I have nowhere to go. I mean, there is there is no if I um, accept the people who I work with or whatever I put out there where I work or, or those kinds of or if I it doesn't even have to be coworkers, it could be just other people in the community that I may be whatever. Um, then I'm always on. There is no place for me to go to be myself, truly myself, because I am going to worry about what somebody's going to say about me or think about me um, on my job or something, you know, or I'm going to say something and it, then it trickles into my job, which, is, which has actually happened to a friend of mine, which made me stop doing that. Um, and that, when I was listening to her and her situation, which something she had posted on her Facebook page um, ended up getting back to, I guess someone shown showed her Facebook page to, I guess, one of our bosses, and it, it affected her, her job. Um, she got reprimanded, and um, that pissed me off. Huh. <laughs> and it pissed me off because to me it's, a private, it's my private time. It's, you know, but it is turned into something that is no longer private as far as the boundaries. It's kind of like I, if I have someone over who is a coworker and I have them come to my house and, or whatever, a party or out or something, and then whatever I say or do at this party or whatever starts affecting my job. So now you have, you know, you cross the boundary you know, that um, shouldn't be crossed. And, and I think that's what happened with Facebook and some, you know, certain other social medias where your job or, you know, people you who employ you um, are seeping into that life, you know, what you're doing, what you're posting, what you're whatever. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure if you're doing something illegal, that's one thing. I'm not even talking anything that extreme, just whoever you are, you know, when you're at, when right. you close the door, your time clock or whatever the fuck it is, and then you leave. So that type of thing regarding um, Facebook or online or whatever um, really upsets me. And so, you know, I don't even accept certain people um, and I just keep them at bay, kind of like the same reason why it's, you know, I think Buck was saying I don't put things online, you know, because I don't want those worlds to collide or whatever. And and it's the same thing for me. I who you see when you meet me, depending on who you are, you're not looking at me. You're not uh-huh. even you're not meeting who who I am. You're probably more likely to meet the real me online, um, or in other situations similar to when I'm not working. So that. It, it does. It takes away from who a person really is and who who they can be. I can't let your hair down, quote unquote, because some p- 
person may say something back at my job. You know, I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know. So this is really upset me. And, and I, I'm not really, of course, I'm not upset with Buck. It's just that it reminded me of that kind of um, the world colliding. <laughs> that, that really, you know, ugh, just totally. And, and it does speak to the whole free speech, you know, the, the freedom. You know, you have no more freedom to, you know, right. to be who you are because because of things like that, you know, and and so it's upsetting. And I, I when you were talking earlier about the arguing kind of a thing, and I know I've gone into argue, arguing on here with people uh-huh. that I have to stop myself from. But when I first not first oh, okay on the here. web, but when I but when I first got into a group, it was just an email group used years yeah. ago. I I really got into it with one guy, kind of like a Ray, <laughs> and <laughs> we used to go at it. I mean, literally. And it became so volatile that we both had to just leave the group. And, and it was just an email group. <laughs> you know, when, when Yahoo wow. was just one of those. So we literally had to stop. And eventually I... I came back and he didn't, and you know, I mean, it became so volatile that I, I mean, if I was standing in front of them, I probably would have tried to kill him. Uh-huh. It was that bad. So it's it's interesting, but you can't separate feelings and emotions from debate or what you're talking about because just simply because it happens to be that you're typing it as opposed to that you're speaking it because you're speaking it, you just typing it so they can understand it. So it's still the same emotion. That's why people argue and, and, and do those things, because it's, it's still the same emotion. It doesn't matter where you're doing it. So, But anyway, good show. All right. Uh, I'll listen next week. Thank you very much. And you're right, it's still an emotion. It just seems like when people type it that they were kind of have time to calm down a little bit, but that's not necessarily the case. Some people type quickly and just get it out, I guess. But, but shut it down for me, sir. You know, I'm not going to say anything else about the Confederate uh, history month, so to speak. All I know is just, you know, in my opinion, it's really a stupid-ass uh, celebration. Um, obviously, there's still some issues, especially with the person that was hired to be governor of the state of Mississippi. Um, but Hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't have a problem with it, but at the same time, we got to think about, you know, what's correct in this country. Mississippi already has a, a bad image as it is, and they've been constantly trying to clean it up for years. But when you, you know, you put this, you put this in place, you're setting the, you're setting the state back a hundred years. You know, doing something like this hurts your industry. It hurts, you know, bringing big industry into your state. Um, and it's sending Mississippi back to the backwood. So the the governor of the state of Mississippi really needs to take a look at this. And, um, you know, if he wants big big business to come to Mississippi, this is something that may curtail it, whether he realizes it or not. I don't think they care. I don't think most they people not. care. But uh, anyway. Good. I was just coughing. I was just trying to put it on mute for a second. But anyway, um, social media 
and what what's done on social media needs to be smart. And you know, you got to think about you got to think about what you say on it, so you can be. <coughs> had something going down my throat. Sorry. Um, you got to really think about what you're saying online. And I don't bring coworkers in on my on my social media sites either. Um, I'm very particular about it. So you just got to be smart and use it what is what what is originally intended to, not to put personal business out in the street and that kind of stuff. You know, don't post your don't post your vacations online until after you get back. If you want to say something about it, don't do it when you leave. There's a lot of people out there that are looking to see when you leave the house, and they may break in while you're gone. Just smart, be smart about what you're doing. But other than that, great show as always. Looking forward to a little zone coverage tomorrow. Hopefully, Crystal will attend. Maybe she can say something about the Detroit Lions and what's going on up there in Detroit. Or maybe something about the basketball team. Or maybe she can call in and talk about the Final Four or something. Just to kind of, you know, just come join us sometime. We need some female input. But great show. <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. Chris was probably like, yeah, right. And, okay. Well, thank you for that. And I appreciate you all taking the time to join the show. Um, you can go to TalkToQ.com to get more information. The show airs live every Tuesday and Wednesday, but I also release podcasts every now and then. So check out the podcast. It may drop on a Monday or a Thursday. When all else fails, Google T2Q and keep up with the show that way. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. We're getting to some zone coverage. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.